0: I'm Denise,
1: she's a non-fiction editor, and I'm Louise,
0: she's a fiction editor,
1: and together, we're The Editing Podcast. Hello, and welcome to our inaugural episode.
0: Woo! Woo So, because this is our very first episode, we thought we'd start at the very beginning. A very good place to start, Denise. Oh, you're not going to go all Julie Andrews on me, are you, Louise? Uh, (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is a (laughs) relief. Yeah, so we thought we'd begin with the baselines and talk about the different levels of editing, because there is more than one.
1: That's right. And whether you're an indie author who's going to be self-publishing, or you have a contract with a publisher, your book's going to go through various stages of Let's call it constructive interference. (laughs) Constructive
0: interference. I like that. And actually, that applies whether you're doing the work yourself or a professional editor's on the case, because the fact is every piece of writing needs editing. And I think the key thing to be aware of is that editing isn't a catch-all activity that can take a book from patchy to perfect in just one pass. Each of the stages requires a deep and specialist focus.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. So let's talk first about why editing's worth the bother, because I think that can be really helpful when a writer's deciding what kind of editing is right for them.
0: That's true. I think it's worth looking at the mainstream publishing industry because it certainly knows a thing or two about bringing high quality books to market. And yeah, so it should. Right. Yeah, it's been doing it forever. Yeah. So publishers take their books through multiple rounds of editing, and I think that the indie author who tries to mimic that process is the one who's least likely to get negative reviews and the most likely to build fans.
1: Yeah, and that's really key, I think, because fans won't just buy this book, they'll buy the next book, and the one after that, and the one after that, and the one after that.
0: (laughs) That's a really good point. So, Louise, why don't you kick off and talk about
1: developmental editing? Yep, okay. So the first thing to say is that um, this level of editing is called different things. Um, So some people call it story editing, some people call it developmental editing, some people call it structural editing. Mm -hmm. And um, it can be thought of as a kind of shaping stage. So um, in fiction, it's where things like plot, characterization, narration, and pacing decisions. Decisions are made, and when a story has a good shape, the reader will feel satisfied once they come to the end of the book, and they'll have been taught what they sought to learn. They'll understand the character's motivations, who or what was blocking them, and how those obstacles were resolved. They'll know why this or that happened, who was responsible, and why. And now the journey might be bumpy. There will be peaks and troughs where there's action and contemplation and deduction. Yeah, and and in fiction, another key point I think is that um someone's telling that story so it could be uh, an external narrator or it could be one of the characters and getting that narrative viewpoint right will help the reader immerse themselves in the story and the fact is that all of that stuff needs to be structured and it needs to be paced so that it engages the reader as the story unfolds.
0: Yeah absolutely and actually I should say that much of that applies to non-fiction too Even non-fiction tells a story, it takes the reader on a journey, it has a beginning, a middle and an end. And if that structure isn't right, the book won't fulfil its promises.
1: I like that. I'm thinking in terms of promises. That's a really, really good way of looking at it. Um, Before we just move on to um, the next thing, can I just talk quickly about fiction manuscript critiques? Oh, yes. Yes. so these are sort of mini developmental edits that look at the big picture stuff like plot, pace, character and voice. And um, what the editor does with one of these is review the book and create a report. So the issue here is not that they're changing anything in the novel's file, um, which they would be doing with a full structural edit. The critique is more um, an evaluation and it discusses what the author can do to improve the book. Mm. And Support levels vary depending on what the editor finds. But I know that, um, for instance, one of our colleagues, Sophie Playle, um, her um, uh, critiques are around 10 to 15 pages of A4. So they're pretty detailed. Yeah. And um, so next, Denise, why don't you swing into line editing? Right. So line editing is
0: like a smoothing stage where we check for sense and flow. So every sentence should say what it needs to say but only that too many words or repetition of what's already known can make the reading experience really boring and frustrating and that's something well it applies just as much to evocative non-fiction writing as it
1: does to fiction and what what I'd also say here is that um, punctuation really comes to play um, into play here too especially in fiction it's not just about grammar and certainly not about pedantry Mm. Um, you know I always think of Punctuation as being um, at line editing stage as being a really powerful pacing tool that can evoke tension as well as bring clarity to sentences. And in fiction, authors can play with sentence length too and language style to reflect the historical period and genre and the mood of a given um, scene. So line editing is paying attention to that too. Um, you don't want your Victoria character talking about picking up the kids from school or saying <laughs> "awesome," <laughs> or awesome. well, not like people say it now, anyway. No, um, no. So. Denise, actually, I wanted to ask you, um, I often do my line editing at the same stage as copy editing because they're a really good fit in fiction editing. Is that the same for you?
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, although I tend to refer to what I do as copy editing, for me, that encompasses the elements of line editing and copy editing. And I actually find it hard to separate out the two. Mm. I find that, I mean, I instinctively just do both at the same stage. And because many of my clients really generally aren't aware of these definitions, they just want editing it's more helpful for them to discuss what it is i can do for them than what it's called do you think that sounds reasonable
1: (laughs) i completely agree i often think that the language of editing is so tangled yeah and that's a really good point it's always worth the author having that conversation with the editor to make sure everyone's talking about the same thing and that way everyone's expectations match
0: oh i agree definitely yeah
1: So should we talk more about copy editing now? Um, Copy editing is the correcting stage where um, inconsistent or incorrect spelling, grammar and punctuation are attended to and where we check for logic so that readers don't get distracted.
0: Yeah. Now, I wanted to talk quickly here about a copy editor style sheet because they really are the author's and the editor's friend. Oh, they so are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what would we do without them? I know. They, they record decisions on the language choice, such as American or British English, uh, style, whether it's IS or IZ spellings, both of which are standard in British English, by the way, uh, proper noun spelling, character traits, location identifiers, the book's timeline, dialogue treatment, how numbers are rendered, how capitalization and hyphenation
1: are handled, and a hundred other decisions you're right um that, that it's it's such a there's such um useful things to have aren 't they just to to keep track of all that stuff yeah you
0: can't hold all that in your head
1: no, no way so let's talk about the final stage now um about proofreading so this is the quality control stage and it's where any final literal errors and layout problems are flagged up now it's rare for a book to get to the pre-publication stage without a few mistakes remaining Mm. um we're all human even editors are human even denise is human (laughs) no you find
0: that hard to believe but i am human yes
1: Sometimes errors get introduced during previous rounds of editing or even during the design process that can cause problems
0: yeah and some elements of the book um like headings a paragraph or a footnote they might be formatted inconsistently or incorrectly if you think about indents line spaces end of line word breaks page number chronology running heads and alignments just for starters yeah. there's a lot that can go
1: wrong yeah yeah Um, We should talk actually about the order of play because there is a logical order when it comes to editing. Um, I always think it's kind of like a bit like building a house.
0: Yeah, it is. So let's take that analogy. So developmental editing is
1: like laying the foundations and building the structure. And line and copy editing um, are kind of like the plastering uh, of the brickwork and painting the walls and sanding the floorboards. (laughs) Let's just keep it going here and uh,
0: proofreading (laughs) is where you move in the furniture and you fill in any tiny cracks that have appeared in the walls. (laughs) And of course, when you swap the order around um, of this structure, you can end up in a real pickle. So let's imagine you do line and copy editing. So you smooth the prose and eradicate most of the spelling and grammar punctuation and consistency problems first.
1: And then you discover a gaping plot hole that requires you to move two chapters, rewrite three and make 75 sentence level tweaks throughout the rest of the books. (laughs) So that's all structural stuff. And every move, every deletion, every rewrite, every tweak brings with it the chance of damaging the line and copy editing work that had gone before.
0: Yeah. And that is just a load of time and money down the drain. Yeah, Yeah. So let's do a quick overview of the key points So plan your editing logically, starting with the big picture and
1: moving to more micro levels. Yeah, so do your developmental or structural editing first. That's the shaping stage where you do your macro or story level stuff. And then
0: follow that up with the smoothing and correcting stages of line and copy editing. And here you're working at sentence level.
1: And then close off with your final quality control, the proofreading stage.
0: Yep. And do not please try to do everything at once. And please don't ask an editor to try to do it all at once. You really need to make time for several different passes.
1: So true. So true. So there's just one more thing. Um... Uh, every episode we thought that we'd wrap up each week with a regular section called editing bites and that's not where denise gets all dracula on me
0: (laughs) (laughs) well not the first session anyway i mean i'm a fan of horror stories so you never know (laughs) but yes our editing bites are handy resources that we both love and every week we're going to offer you one
1: each So I'm actually going to give you two this week because Mm -hmm. one is just a free booklet that I've put together and um, it covers everything we've talked about in this episode. It's called Which Level of Editing Do You Need? And it focuses on how to choose editing based on the outcomes you want to achieve. And then the second bite is a a book called Self-Editing for Fiction Writers, How to Edit Yourself into Print. Um, And this is by Rennie Brown and Dave King. And it's a really great resource, almost a tutorial for big picture work, especially if you want to make your book more attractive to an agent.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. So be sure to check that one out. My editing bite is a blog article by Joanna Penn on her website called The Creative Pen. And the article is called Self-Editing, a Non-Fiction Book. In the article, she outlines her own self-editing process. And I think it's always helpful to see how others approach a particular task, even if we don't follow their method exactly. And that blog's actually an extract from her book, which is called How to Write Nonfiction: Turn Your Knowledge into Words.
1: That's a great resource. She's such a prolific writer of, of both nonfiction and fiction. So that's definitely worth checking out. So that's all for this week thank you so much for listening to the editing podcast you can rate review and subscribe by your podcatcher and don't
0: forget to share 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 tell your writer friends your editor friends your business
1: friends basically anyone who writes yes we'd love to hear from you so if you have any questions please do get in touch
0: Yes, you can get in touch with us by the Editing Podcast Facebook page. And if you ask us a question, we will answer. That's a promise.
1: And don't forget all the links we've mentioned are in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.